This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. It's Deanna Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast. I am happy that you are here with me today. So we are continuing in January our series on this idea of spiritual makeover. In my last episode, I talked about more of an internal spiritual makeover, and I used some quotes from the Old Testament showing how God calls us and wants to give us a new heart. Uh, Instead of having a heart of stone, he wants to give us a heart of flesh, a spirit that is full of life. And that was from Ezekiel 36. And then I talked also about Isaiah 64, how God is the potter and we are the clay. So the idea that that there's like an internal change that can go on when we really give ourselves over to to God, really when we give ourselves over to the, to God and to the workings of the Holy Spirit. Well, today I want to talk about Jesus. And Jesus, of course, calls us to internal change, but in the Gospels, there are so many stories that show external change, dramatic external change of behavior and of attitude and of ability. And I think it's really important when we think about how God calls us to this internal change, there needs to be external change as well in our behavior. So we can't just say, oh yeah, I believe God is changing my heart, but we have to act that way. And Jesus really draws that out of people by the way he talks to them and treats them and heals them. So I'm going to talk about two stories and I'm not going to read them all. Um, I'm just going to give you an overview because they're kind of long. So the first is from the Gospel of Mark. It is the story of the healing of the paralytic, and it is chapter 2 of Mark, verses 1 to 12. And in this story, you're probably familiar with it, The Jesus is preaching and healing, and there is a man who's been paralyzed, and he cannot get close to Jesus. And his friends have brought him on a stretcher to give him, uh, because they want healing from Jesus. They can't get close to Jesus. And so, They decide to go up on top of a house on the roof, open up the roof, and lower the man to Jesus so he can heal him. And Jesus, being Jesus, heals him and says to the man, Rise, pick up your mat, and walk. And then further on, he says, I say to you, rise, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man, he rose, picked up his mat at once, and went away at the sight of everyone. They were all astounded and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Pick up your mat and go home. God wants to change our hearts, and Jesus wants us to turn our behavior to what is good for us. And so he could have simply said to the man, You're healed. You can walk, but he tells the man very specifically what to do, how to change his behavior. And I think that is so important for us to consider. How do we need to change our behavior? 
because we probably do in some ways, maybe in big ways, maybe in small ways. But I don't think there is one person on earth who can say, oh, my behavior is just stellar at all times and does not need to be changed. So, and Jesus calls us to that, but he gives us the tools we need to make the change. You see, that's really key. Jesus just, just, just doesn't say change, but he gives us help to change. He gives us the ability to change, either by physical healing, as in the case of the man who was paralyzed, or a spiritual healing, as we're going to see in the next story that I want to share with you, which is the story of the woman at the well. And this is from John's Gospel, chapter 4. Really, it's almost the entire, uh, the, almost the entire chapter. Again, I'm not going to read it. But the Samaritan woman comes to the well at noontime. Now, we're probably not real familiar with when you would go to a well. But in general, you don't go to the well at noontime. And she was alone. And also women did not go to the well alone. So here's this woman alone at the well at an odd time. And Jesus asks her for a drink. And the woman is astonished that he would be so bold as to do this. How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? And Jesus said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. And the story goes on, and because the woman is like, Well, you don't have a you don't have a bucket, how are you gonna get this well water out? And Jesus goes on to explain that that's not the water he's talking about because people who drink water, you become thirsty again. But when we drink from the living water, Jesus fulfills our thirst in an everlasting way, an everlasting fulfillment. And Jesus knows this woman intimately in that he says to her, go and get your husband. And he says, she says to him, I don't have a husband. And he says, you're right. You've had many husbands. You've had five. And the one who you're with now is not your husband. But he doesn't condemn her. He points out what is going on in her life. And then he invites her to change. He invites her to enter into a relationship with him. Because the hour is coming when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. And the woman's eyes are opened, and she knows that he is the one who is coming. Because she says, I know the Messiah is coming. And Jesus said, I am he. Her eyes were opened in that moment. And she starts to believe. She questions herself a little bit, as, as any of us, I think, would. You know, is what we're seeing, what we're hearing, really the truth? And so she questions herself a little bit. But in the meantime, she goes back to her town and really is saying to them, I wonder, is he really the Messiah? Could it possibly be him? And then they go back to, the, to Jesus. She goes back to Jesus with other people and 
they began to believe because this woman testified that Jesus spoke truth about her life and called her, called her to conversion. And you have to believe that this woman then went as best as she could and made her life right. Because that's what Jesus wants us to do. He doesn't call us on our sins to leave us in our sins. He calls us in what we are not doing that is right so that we can change and grow and learn from that. It's not about condemnation. It's about conversion. It's not about condemnation. It's about conversion. And when we talk about a spiritual makeover, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a change of heart. We're looking for a change in our behavior. How do we need to live differently? Is there something we need to give up? Is there something we need to start doing? Do we need to pray more during the day? Do we need to spend more time in the word? Do we need to return to going to worship in a regular place and a regular time? What is it? What sin do we need to get rid of in our life? And what then, what does Jesus want to give us instead of that sin? He wants to give us spirit. He wants to give us truth. He wants to give us that living water. And so we can ask for it. We can ask for it. Just like the Samaritan woman came to believe and the, the people in the town came to believe because at the end of the the story, it says, the people said to the woman, we no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves. And we know that this is truly the savior of the world. Do we know that Jesus is the savior of the world? Do you know it enough to change what needs to be changed inside of you and outside of you? That's the question. That is the question I ask myself, and that's the question I'm asking all of you. Do we believe that Jesus is our Savior and the Savior of the world? And if we do, how can we better serve our Savior? Not out of fear, but out of love. Because Jesus needs us, and God needs us, to be the light in this world. Now more than ever. And I'm sure every generation and every time has said, we need Jesus now more than ever. And so maybe what I'm saying is not novel, but I do believe it's correct. We need Jesus. We need to put Jesus back in the center of our lives and remind people that he is the light. But again, we're not going to remind them by condemning. We're going to remind them by offering them conversion. And of course, the conversion ultimately is the work of the Holy Spirit. It's not our work. But our lives, our example, that is what can lead people to conversion. We cannot drag people kicking and screaming to Jesus. We cannot beat them over the head, hoping that we'll lead them to Jesus. It is only by our lives and our example that we can lead them to him. And then he does the rest, whatever needs to happen. It's not our job to do all of it. But it is as Christians, our responsibility to walk in the light and to share that light of Christ that we have been given with others. So that another level of spiritual makeover, right? The internal, the external. 
So that's going to be our not lukewarm challenge for this week is to think about an external change that needs to happen in your life. I don't know what it is. Do you need to have more patience? Do you need to yell less at your kids or other people? Do you need to stop cursing when you're driving? Uh, Do you need to go back to regular prayer? Whatever it is, a behavior that you want to either get rid of, change, or add. Find out. Spend time in prayer asking Jesus what externals need to change or be added so I can be a better light in the world to spread the light that you have given me. So that's where where we are on our spiritual makeover path this week, right? We had our spiritual makeover with God, the internal. Now we're on a spiritual makeover with Jesus, the external, our behaviors. And next week, we are going to be talking about a great, uh, a blessed, blessed Pierre Toussaint, who gave people external makeovers by being a hairdresser. He has a very interesting, fascinating story, as so many of the blesseds and saints of our church do. So I hope you will be back again next time for the next episode to tune in to learn about Blessed Pierre Toussaint. I have enjoyed being with you today, and I hope if you've enjoyed this episode, you would do me a great big favor and share it and leave a review. I would greatly appreciate it. Have a wonderful week, and don't forget to live not lukewarm. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.